Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me as ever via the means of Zoom Media from uh, sunny hipster Margate, Christopher William Glasson. Good morning. A.K.A. your morning alarm. You was. You're, you're so pleased that I got something wrong, aren't you? You really fucked up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I you did. You really fucked up. Like, um... Oh yeah, all, all manner of things. So to clarify, uh, I thought we was recording with Def Guitar Pop this morning at ten a.m. Saturday morning. Um, it's next Saturday, um, and we was going to record that, and then we was going to record one afterwards, Chris and I, which is now going to be the one that we're recording now. Um, normally, I'm up and about quite early, and uh, all set up for a run with the dog. All of that. All of that. Um, I've been awake about 20 minutes. Um, you woke me up by phoning me up, didn't you? Two minutes to ten. Just thought, better give him a quick nudge. Yeah. Hello. Oh, what is it? What what time is it? Where am I? <laughs> it was literally that. And you were, you were actually was, it had been in a deep sleep. I respect you for picking up the phone, you know, just like you just went straight into business mode. What's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the, the, the reason being is... Um, the the uh, the pink toothbrush reopened last night my the, the my, my my club so it was so mental and wonderful and I'm not used to going to bed at four a.m. I'm not used to yeah. I'm, I'm not used to standing up from like half nine till half three like just literally being on my feet and it was it was a roadblock so it was lots of kind of uh, you know, we was all a little rusty, so we was all just trying to remember what you know how we do these things and. Well, I had to stand on the door. We'll, we'll manage the queues and uh, and get people in, and right. everybody was coming in. And then I had to go to the cloak room, so he was getting builds up a queues, and we was maintaining that, so just drip feeding people in because normally, when it's hardly <laughs> Elon Musk territory that though. Well, is it, mate? well, um, when normally like people just sort of filter in throughout the night, <laughs> but when I arrive, there's a queue up to the end of the high street. I saw a video of that. It looked quite crazy. So needless to say, 
it was like everybody wanted to get in as quick as possible and then the queues mm. kept building and people were pushing in further up the queue and so it was getting a little bit tense in places so it was just trying to get them in as quickly but as safely as possible and yeah anyway it was um it was wonderful and it was uh and it was long and uh yeah and I, I, I got in and I was knackered proper well, congratulations mate I'm uh, glad you had a, a nice return to it all oh it was lovely that. thank you was right. there any casualties of war uh no, no not really I thought there'd That's be brilliant. I thought there'd be people that um hadn't gone out and drunk club drinking for a long time mm. uh, but I think the fact that we decided not to reopen and all the other clubs reopened maybe yeah it's the people they, they bear the brunt of it they, 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 they dealt with a vomit so I think maybe we we done well to, to sort of swerve that and sit it out a little bit longer so everyone kind of got back you know into their stride a little bit so it was just yeah it was just brilliant it was it was really nice and so lovely to see lots of faces I hadn't seen for ages and yeah proper proper good night um, inspirational Oh well, that's a that's a cle- that's a really clever segue. See that what is. I done, see what I done. Top five people who inspire us today, as picked by the handsome gnome uh, Chris Glassom. Ooh. I came up with this one this morning, uh, uh, yesterday. So um, hold your yeah, horses, but... hold your horses. What, 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 what? Let's hear from our sponsors. Right, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Moto Recall. Yes, it's one of those lifestyle utility apps that every phone should have. It's got the practical, the nostalgia and the dream. From 18 to 118, there is something for you. It's what you make it. Day-to-day reminders of tax and MOT on your cars you've in your current garage. I, for one, sometimes been driving around in my car not being MOT because I forgot. So it's a bit of a lifesaver. Absolutely. I mean, never buy a second-hand car without knowing the history. You know, provenance. Moto Recall makes sure you aren't caught out by allowing you to perform a full provenance check on the vehicle. With just the car reg, is there outstanding finance? Has it been in an accident? Is the mileage legit? You'll get the full picture, powered by experience, with a data guarantee. I wish I'd had that in the past. And and with this app as well, you can build your historic garage with photos and data that you can not only look back on for yourself, but you can share it with your mates. You know, every car is a memory. You used to have that cat in the hat car. I'd love to have seen that. I mean, if you don't have an historic garage, like build out your dream garage. You know, what has caught your eye? What are you dreaming of owning? And the best bit is free. Up to 50 cars and provenance checks are pay as you go when you need them. Experian aren't as nice as the Moto Recall team, of course. Download the app for free. Search Moto Recall in your app store. M-O-T-O-R-E-C-A-L-L. Moto Recall in your app store. Uh, hello, this is uh, Charles, um, Chaz from Love Beer. Uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor... Uh, hardcore listening and what what love-beer.co.uk does uh i am a fully certified by the british beer and pubs association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars i have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown as well as corporate office clients like facebook and hello fresh I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs. 
all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here, have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown. The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. Hello, I want to take a moment to shout out one of our wicked sponsors, eggfried.com. They are a streetwear brand. They produce t-shirts, sweats, hoodies, handmade denims. It's all inspired by hip-hop, punk, choir fashion. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, head over to eggfried.com and and have a look on the website because it's not just the design, it's the layout, it's the website. You know, the creative team over there are absolutely on point. There's just some, some great stuff there. And and not just for adults as well. They've got Small Fried, which is their range of kids' <laughs> clothes. And if you want your kid to just look beyond cool, like head over and check that out. And they've given us a discount code, right, Chris? Yes, Egg Salad. If you type Egg Salad into the discount coupon section, you get yourself a tidy little discount. And when they send out the stuff, it is packaged exquisitely. You get little goodies in there, stickers, and it's all wrapped up beautifully. So check out eggfried.com. Okay, lastly, we want to thank, and certainly not leastly, we want to thank, is leastly a word? Oh, no, it's really not. Right, we're going with it. <laughs> we're going with it. So we want to thank Luke Van Boom. Luke Van Boom has a company called Bang Boom Creative. Luke is a, a long-time sponsor of this show and a friend of this show. If you see the pictures of Chris and I on the socials advertising this podcast, them happy snaps were taken uh, by the genius that is Luke Van Boom. I mean, that's just the tip of, of, of what he does. Chris, do you want to explain a little bit more about what Bang Boom Creative does? Yes, it's all about fresh interview production. So they're all about content with a heart and soul, making films of all kinds, shooting dynamic photographs and putting smiles on faces. They're passionate storytellers, working with a diverse range of brands of all sizes. You know, their work includes short film, viral video, animation, hidden camera stunts, product demos, live action, 360 imaging and music promo. And they've worked with a ton of companies as well. Universal, uh, BBC Children in Need, even the Mayor of London, Katie Piper, the NHS, the Dogs Trust. They've, they've worked with a lot of companies. It's, it consistently blows my mind, you know, the stuff that you've just said there. Why does he have anything to do with us plums? Stop talking him out of it. Right. <laughs> There you have it. There's our sexy sponsors. Get it all sexy all over the town. Uh, right. Top five inspirational people. Oh, I better turn off Whoa. my uh, uh, notifications. Oh, I thought that was you. You've moved to Margaret and bought wind chimes. I thought, come on. No. Too far, Chris. Too far. That's mum. That's mum on the move around right. the house. It's like, do you remember when Godzilla was uh, the Godzilla twenty? Have a think about 14? what you said there. Do you remember when Godzilla... Remember who you're talking to? Oh, right, okay. Godzilla 2014 was released, and in part of the hype built up, they had a... Um, on the web, you could go on and have... There was a Godzilla tracker around the globe, and he was moving around. I always tend to find that my mum's security cameras are a little bit like a like a Mamasaurus Rex sort of, like, 
um, sensors. Mm. So when as it as she as she you know stomps into the next room, I sort of like get another little uh, alarm going off. But it's really reassuring if it's going off. I know Mum's you know active and doing stuff. So. There you go, inspirational people. Um, I've I've ruled out myself and you. What? This, uh, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, have I, I know. Um, well, fair enough because I thought it's going to be weird because as as it unfolds, I just think I know that it's going to have that awkward moment when we're obviously both sort of face to face and and you have to say me, and I'm just thinking, mm. you know, I'm humble enough to take it. Yeah. And you know, talk about it for an hour or so, mm. but. Mm. I don't necessarily want to make you do it. Do you know what I mean? I think no, I we both it. know, you know, that where, where You'd I... You'd be my number where, one, baby. Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, your voice is so hysterically in your boots this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've been drunk about three bottles of wine. Oh, uh, dear. Uh, welcome to our gorgeous bed with Stuart Whiffin. I'll, uh, um, I'll loosen up, don't worry. Go on then, who's first? Who's going first? Um, I will. Go on then. My dog. Right, setting the bar really, really low then with that fucking cunt. Go on, Zavi. Rude. Um, well, I like the fact that people that kind of manage to get get their way and 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 and, and beat the system and live a comfortable life, mm. but still find little pockets of joy. Hmm. So, he don't do a lot. Uh, he, he, he sleeps a lot. Right, We'd all like mm-hmm. to do that. I'd like to be doing yeah. that now. Um, mm. you know, well, you was. And, uh, I know. Yeah, you woke me up. I was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to spoil as, my as bank as holiday weekend, that. As long as we're both willing to accept that. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then, yeah, and, and he would just literally get up, look at me, Annoy me until I take him for a walk. Yeah. Uh, then at any given point, he'll just take a shit. <laughs> not give a shit. Outside the house? Anywhere. You know, pavement, park. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and then I have to pick it up in a little bag and walk along mm-hmm. with a bag of shit in my hand. His shit. It's incredible, right? isn't it? He, has, he doesn't give a shit. Doesn't care. He has got to do, he's got his plan. He wants to do his thing. And I yeah. can't help but just find that quiet. I'd like to live my life like that. I'm not suggesting I want to go and shit in the field. Um, but then once a week, you know, if I mow the lawn, I have to then go and pick his shit up uh, from my garden. And he follows me out and he just sits there and he just watches me do it. <laughs> and I just think, my dog's watching me pick his shit up. <laughs> and occasionally I look up and he'll just like... Won't necessarily be smiling at me because it's quite hard to see a a proper dog smile. Yeah, but I can tell he's happy. He's wagging his tail, and I just think you're winning, mate. Mm-hmm. Like you've got nothing to stress about. Once I've finished that picking up your shit and putting it in the bin, and then I'm mowing the lawn, you're going to go and have another sleep until <laughs> till you wake up, and I'm going to give you some food. Yeah, I just think. <laughs> It is winning, isn't it? It yeah. is like having a posh hotel. Like cats are the same; they mm. just do whatever the fuck they want, and and then they just expect you to feed them. The only thing, the only irritation about being a pet, why I don't want to be a pet, is I have to wait for you to feed me. Mm. Like if I'm hungry, that's why animals are always stuffing their face when you put the food down because 
they can't just pop to the fridge to have a snack. If yeah. they want to, if they want some Lunchables, they can't just have them, can they? You know, if they want to pack a scampi fries, they've got a, you. You've got to read their mind and then put down what you want. Oh, I'm starving. What you got today? Oh, dry mix. Oh, I wanted wet mix. Tough shit. The thing is, with with, with dogs, like uh, they're. They're also if if like they they could have like go to the cupboard and get a snack, mm. they wouldn't just go. Oh look, there's a there's a pack of uh, six um, penguins there. Um, that the chocolate bar, not actual penguins. He's mm. he's not that yeah. he's not that horrible. Um, Been banned. And uh, he wouldn't have one. He'd have six. Mm. Then throw up on on my carpet, and then I'd have mm. to clear that up. Uh, and I probably feel a bit sorry for him because he threw up, even though yeah. he ate six penguins. Yeah, it was his own fault. Yeah, yeah so you you couldn't you couldn't give him that freedom, you know, because no. they've got a yeah, they they, they they couldn't just have one and go. They've got that no. Rick Waller mindset. Yeah, that's why I say that's why I you know I I I control everything Molly eats and wears, um, just because you just can't give her that freedom, Stu. Absolutely. You know, she she can have her phone when I think it's okay for her to phone someone, and there's parental guidance locked on uh, on the internet as well, because you just can't you just can't let people do these things. Yeah. Can you? Well, I get where you're coming from there. I was kind of focusing it more on animals, but you know you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might so. change with with, with counties. Uh, you know, now you're down in Margate. I don't know what the yeah, deal yeah. is down that way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Essex, yeah. it was generally oh, a little bit more. Oh, PC culture gone mad down here, mate. You Is can't it? say stuff like that down in Margate. You can't, you can't, you can't joke about misogyny down in Margate these days. Can't have a real life. Can't be racist. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely oh, yeah. mad. Absolutely, absolutely mad, lads. Do you want my number five? Yeah. Basildon Town Centre people. <laughs> yeah. Just all of them. Uh, yeah, I've got some stuff to throw in the mix here there's, as well. There's, there's nothing more inspiration, right? So, so basically, there's, there's, there's two perceptions on this. There's look the at you scene. coming down. You move to Margate and you're throwing shit at your own town. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there's two ways to look at this. There's the childish way that people look, and and then hopefully, as you grow older. Hopefully, it don't take you too long to take a a, a, a different look at this. And can we, we can often, we just do the childish one, please? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We we often like I just did like you know the old um, controlling partner joke. Um, obviously, it's uh, disgusting. People do do weird shit like that. And again, like this approach, I'm going to say isn't my 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 beliefs. Or it, I think it was somewhat as a kid. Because you could sort of look down. Sometimes you see someone who's looking a bit rough around the edges, and you tend to you look look down on them. Doing really. it right You'll now. Go, uh, you know, or, uh, and you know, just just generally unkind towards other human beings. I, I certainly was to an extent. Mm. Um, and then as I got old, older, my dad said, "They but for the grace of God go I," and I there but for the grace of God go I, which I still don't quite. Whoa, 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 that whoa, whoa. sentence doesn't really slow make sense. That, slow that down and say that again. It's, I think the sentence is, there but for the grace of God, go I. Go what? Hi. I. There but for the grace of God, go I. I'm just I. typing into Google. Go I. Let's see if I've got that sentence right. Oh, yeah, I think so. There but for the grace of God, go I is an idiom. An idiom is an expression with an intended meaning that can't fully be understood just by looking at the words that comprise it. Oh, fuck me. Right. 
These words and phrases have a figurative rather than literal meaning. Fuck me. Thanks, Dad. No wonder that, that didn't make so much sense yeah, as a fucking nine-year-old. Basically, basically... I'm picturing a little, like, like a little god-like cyclops on a, cra- on a clad. Okay, well, um, I'm... I'm not, for okay. once. Uh, I'm impressed that that's what you managed to conjure in your mind. Congra- <clears throat> congratulations. Um, but Dad, Dad used to use it in terms of, like, when he would see people, like, down and out or whatever, like, you watch TV and people have had accidents or whatever, disabilities, um, like, you know, s- severe ones. And that's what he would say. And he'd say, you know, be grateful for... Count, count, ev- count your lucky stars with everything, Chris. And, um, and I kind of would a little bit but I didn't really practice that very hard and it's actually like when I'm in Basildon Town Centre now I do it does make it inspires me and it makes me feel grateful for my situation and when you're grateful for your situation I think you're less likely to squander it so um, you know sometimes you, you go down Basildon Town Centre and, and there's some people there who clearly have had a bit of a fucking shit life and haven't had the opportunities that I've had and I know that you make your own luck within a certain uh, within a certain sort of boundary, but you know, some people get really fucking shit starts in life. They could be, they could have you as a dad. Imagine what? that. Imagine that. <clears throat> um, and you know, ultimately, yeah, I was really lucky. So actually, I find that in in a way ins- inspirational because it makes me count my blessings and um and and, and want to sort of like do better as well. Well, like you have. You, you, you've got out of that shithole. And you've now moved, you've dump. now moved to to Margate. Yeah, you're now yeah. rolling with like the, the you know the the cool hipster uh, creatives and 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 none of them fuckwits from Basildon that you had to uh, endure growing up. Like, Absolutely. I, I'm still stuck here. You know, I'm still in the thick of it. You know, day to day, like treading my way through the shit that is my hometown. Well, and, I want to uh, keep a toe in, mate. You're my link back to the past. Right. And like, yeah. and again, like you do look like a link back to the past yourself, don't you? You look like the the, the missing link between us and fucking Crow Magnum, man. I'd, I'd say. I mean, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Does he fight crime? He does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was another one of your fantasy men. What? What? What's your number four? Um. <clears throat> um. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to throw my dad in there. I'm going to be serious, and I'm going to throw my dad in there. Um, just purely because, you know, he's... Uh, I, I, I just... Yeah, he, he's very inspirational. He's, he's, um, he's someone that I've kind of got my approach to life from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and s- certainly my, my work ethic um, has come from, from watching what he's had to do in his life and um, you know we was you know brought up in Tilbury which is mm-hmm. never question uh, working class that place is mm-hmm. um, <coughs> and it, you know it's a poor place it's a poor area yeah. it's, a, it's a you know a, a, a docking town and, uh, and and that's where he worked uh, where and did your dad work? Down the docks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> of course, it's funny. Um, but uh, but yeah. Then I think when I was like maybe like ten, they they started like getting rid of loads of people because what was happening at the docks was changing, and 
and uh, and and he he took his opportunity again. He took it, and uh, and then and then basically, I, I mean, he just set up a business, which I just thought like I didn't know anyone that set up businesses. Certainly not, you know, in in where I lived, and and the people that you know I I was knocking about. But I guess it was the you know the the mid eighties, and I suppose that's or, or early to mid eighties. So that was quite a, a time of obviously a lot of boom and you know in in some areas uh and you know i guess it was very thatcher heavy and 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 he, yeah he just he just set up a business and 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 grew it and worked really hard and was doing like all sorts of part-time jobs as well not down the docks um to hmm. kind of you know ensure that the bills were paid and and i think for somebody that was uh, a working class kid from you know that was a docker to then go and set up a business and have multiple outlets for that business, like yeah, you know he had like sort of four, uh, three three shops, and wow. uh, uh, and, and and I just thought it was amazing, That's so impressive. And and then obviously Thatcher being Thatcher, uh, just fucking fucked it all over, and uh, and the recession kicked in and it crippled my dad's business and yeah we we had a, a moment for maybe three years where we was we was quite i wouldn't say wealthy but we had a nice house and yeah. and that had to get sold and uh all the businesses had to you know all went and and i just can't imagine i think i would have been at that point maybe 14 and i can't imagine what that would have been like to feel that to have lost everything you've worked at everything you've worked for and to then kind of, you know, and he's a proud man as well. And to then sort of, I, I mean, I was never privy to the conversations with, you know, that he had with my mum of just going, I've got to, I've got to shut it. We, we, we've got to sell our house. We've got to sell our mm. cars. You know, we've got to find a smaller house. And, and, and we did, we, 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 you know, we moved back to a, a you know, a, a, we had to live with my grandparents for a bit. And, uh, and then, yeah, moved to a, a very, very you know, small, humble house, <clears throat> and and then, you know, he done he 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 then got a job. He, he bought a a, a, like a franchise on a petrol station, but got fleeced on that. Turned out it was being like robbed mm, day like yeah, all the time, and it was like like armed robberies, and it was like, and so he had to sort of take the hit on that and get back out, and then he just built up another business and. And and built that up to where he could then work from home with it. Uh, he had an, like an office at home for the, for the latter part of my teens, and until he retired a couple of years ago. And and I just find why is he still back down on the docks? Then what's he doing down? He's not there down the days? docks. Oh, okay. No, don't like, worry. So I thought I saw uh, him down there. No. Okay. Like, why was you down the docks? I'm a fucking fisherman, mate. Oh, of course, yeah, my bad. Um, but yeah, I just you know without getting too serious, I just think like I I, I don't know. If all of my shit went south, which very likely could have done over the last sixteen months, like I don't know how I'd ever have them conversations with with my family and say, "House has got to go," you know, uh, we can't go on holiday, we can't do this, we can't do that, mm. um, because they're all things that you know you want to provide for your kids, and I just think that I wasn't privy to any conversations either. He wasn't ever saying, "This is what's happening," "This is what's going on." He just tried to make it as 
as something that we didn't ever need to worry about. Have you to know, worry we, about, we yeah. was fed and we was, you know, you know there's a roof over our heads and, and, you know, and we was loved. So I just think to have all of that and just, you know, continue to do that. And he, you know, last night he texted me and he was just like, uh, you know, best of luck tonight, mate. Like, I hope the club goes well. Like, you know, um, you know, stay safe. Like, don't, don't, you know, or, you know, was it, uh, you know, he was worried about me being up late and driving home tired and things like that. And it's just like, and I just think that's really nice. And it's like, mm. you know, it's, um, it's nothing different. That's what dads do, isn't it? But, you know, I'm a 48-year-old man and like, and I just think, and it's really nice. And I still go to him for advice and for for, for work things and things like that. And he's, you know, it's just, uh, it's your dad, isn't it? Of course it is. You yeah. know, it's, it's going to be someone that inspires you. So, yeah, that's that's my number four. Well, after that long fucking waffle, I mean, it should have been your number one. That's where my dad is, his number one. Right. Well, we... um, but I just don't feel like I've got anything to add, really. Um, I, I actually, I, I, I just feel that um, it's pretty much mirroring what you say. Um, yeah. But my dad is probably my biggest inspiration. I think he, I think my mum taught me how to be more empathic and kind. And my dad taught me all, all, um, all my other values that I, I took through into life. And... Uh, I'm forever grateful for those. And a bit like your dad, my dad sort of like came from fucking nothing. He missed out on a lot of school because he broke his arm. And back back, back then, the sort of fracture he had, um, they had to take, it was a real bad shattering of the arm. They had to take bone out of like different parts of his body to re- like get, get it back to normal. He was born with a hair lip, which at the time, you know, wasn't something that people just fix very quickly. Um and uh, so he had a late start in life, really. And yet he managed, he went and worked on construction sites with a fucking hammer and bolster, banging out chases in, in breeze blocks for, for housing constructions. And eventually managed to learn the electrical trade and actually start an electrical contracting company. And, you know, he was rich for a time. He was he was considered, you know, he'd been a millionaire in, in today's standards. Um Unfortunately, he lost it all, which he, he, he said saved him because uh, he was basically becoming an alcoholic. He'd become unhappy, and really, although he'd done all that stuff, he hadn't really found meaning in it. And in many ways, that forged the, the, the man I knew as well, someone who was quite rounded and um, had to pick himself back up from losing everything. Like His houses and that were just taken away. Well, one house, but it was a house he built that he loved dearly. And... Um, start back at doing nights at Fords uh, until he managed to build up a, you know, build another uh, a company, which, try as he might, as he might, never really, and, and, and with a load of inventions that he made with regards to within the flour milling industry and, and other ideas, he wrote, a, did a golf rules video, but uh, could never get it passed off by the R&I or whatever they're called. Um, and, uh, you know, he... he he never quite, he never sort of like got back to that sort of financial standing. But I never wanted for anything, really. I'm not saying I was a rich kid and we, we you know, we never went to sort of like the States, did the like the Florida thing or skiing, didn't have that sort of money. You weren't I one of them like dirt bags that just walked around Basildon, though. That You weren't that lot, was you? We weren't that. We weren't a scum. Right. Just checking. No, we weren't scum. We lived on the nice part of Basildon, obviously. Mm. Um, Where's that? I'm joking. It's fictional. <laughs> of course, I was scum. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I feel like I never wanted for anything. And he taught me so many things about how to be honest and treat people. And 
Yeah, I just I I love him dearly, you know. I think that and the sort of like all the thinking stuff. Yeah, he's a good bloke. He was a good bloke, and um, yeah, easily the most inspirational person. Because every day I think about sort of like him and the, and his lessons. I put them into practice. So yeah, uh, parenting, man, it's a fuck. It's fucking important. It's really important. It really does contribute to sort of your opportunities in life. So yeah, that's my number. Well, that's my number one. So we're going to your number three now, I believe. Yes. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say, cunt in the gang. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, because, um, obviously, he hasn't, uh, you know, offered me the qualities that my dad offered me. However. He's somebody that um, every time I spend any time in his company, I feel um, fired up to do stuff. And I think it's rare that you meet someone that <clears throat> at a young age and you stay friends with them for so long, like, you yeah. know, 40 years. And I think, and I just love the fact that he doesn't give a shit and that. I can't ever do. I can't be that person, and I wish I could be that person. And and you've you've got elements of that, uh, <clears throat> and and I haven't got that. Hmm. I'm not that. I can't operate like that. I've come. To, I'm too. I don't know. Pent up. I don't. And, I don't uh, think it's about. I don't think that's a uh, a, a negative quality though. Hmm. I think you do need both. And I, I, I'm not. I'm not on cunt's level at all. Cunt is a cunt. 
Cunty's more like one of my other people on my list. And mm. um, yeah, I just think he's like, yeah, I don't think it's a neg- negative quality. Yeah. I think you, you've got to have people who are slightly more reserved. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah. And yeah, and I just, lo- I, I love what he's done. You know, he he's spent his whole life not having to, you know, we've all had to do jobs and things like that to sort of facilitate our, our more creative, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ideas and endeavours. And he hasn't, you know, he's just gone hard and just gone like, right, I'm going in here and I'm going to create Cunt and the Gang. And, you know, and, it, and that's been going on for a long, long time. And, yeah. and, to tour it and to do that on your own, drive around places and then go on stage in some hostile environments, looking the way that that cunt looks <laughs> and singing the nature of songs like you need to be brave, you know. You know, I was in a <coughs> you know a comedy band that me and him started many many years ago, and obviously we we went on and done it for years. But there was nine of us on stage when yeah, I when yeah. I was so when I was gobbing off, and it's getting, yeah. it's like you know you feel safety in numbers but he's up there on his own and uh and and every time i watch it i am just hysterically laughing um and just impressed just impressed and and inspired by somebody that's just managed to beat the system and i think that's not an easy thing to do to be able to just do your thing which is pretty out there And make a really comfortable living out of doing I, that. I feel I always feel great around cunt as well. Yeah, like you know, I bumped into him. I was with my dad bizarrely in Save Centre years ago, and um, it's just really nice to see him. And he, he's such a he's such a great bloke. I, I do get a real positive energy off that lad. Absolutely, absolutely, mm. and uh, uh, yeah, and I'm and where I'm sitting now, literally on my little mantelpiece in the bar, is the the the, the, the you know the, the CD of. Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. And I just think, at the blue, he said to me last, you know, last year, oh, Roy, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of seeing if I can get a Christmas number one. Mm-hmm. And like, and not at any given point, did I just think, oh, what? I just thought, all right, okay, how are you going to do that? Like, how can I help? What can we do? Like, this is so fucking cool. Like, what are you going to do? I'm just going to sing a song just saying Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. And top five hit, top five <laughs> in the you know it looked like you know if it wasn't for uh, streaming of like you know retrospective Christmas hits, yeah, that would have gone to number one. And you know how incredible to mm, then do yeah. something as insane as obviously he come on and spoke about it in the the week leading up to that he come on the podcast and you know and chatted about it, but to to have that kind of to, a to have the, the the balls to do that, and then to pull it off, and to then just yeah, just I mean he's got all sorts of things in the pipeline which I'm so excited about, and and obviously he had that hit as the cunts, not as cunt in the gang. It was with a band, and then only last week I lowered myself to go in with the riffraff in Basildon, and uh, oh god, and uh, and I, and I went to the edge, and uh, and I watched him. <laughs> Uh, in his band, play as as a punk band rather than as a one man band. Uh, uh, with Mr. Gels on guitar, which was wonderful. Uh, I really wanted to go to that. Oh, it was fucking great! It was so good. Like, yeah, one of the, one of the best nights I've had uh, in a long, long time. So, uh, yeah, always inspires me. From yeah, whenever I'm in his company, 
or, or whenever I see some kind of social media post from him, I just think, oh, fucking hell. Like, a lot of the time I do think, oh, oh fuck me, that's going to go wrong. Like, but, you know, yes, he says some edgy things, but never question how smart that dude is. Mm. Like, you know, there's a reason that, he didn't go to school where we went. Oh, yeah, he went where yeah. you went, didn't he? Fucking oh, hell, no, I went where I went, yeah. Yeah, yeah you didn't go yeah. to school with a riffraff, did you? No, no. My mum and dad literally were like, you're not going to school around here. Yeah, I think Cunt's parents were the same. <laughs> I want to go to school with Roy. <laughs> nah. Nah, yeah, that's what they said to me. Um, yeah, well, great, great shout. So I'm going to do one in a bit of a weird reverse order today because I did number one, Dad. I'm going to do number two, which is like Cunt, but I was going to go with Scrooby's Pip. Yes. Like I, I was he, obviously going to have him, but uh, I just thought, nah. Uh, you know, I, I, I can be quite horrible to him quite a lot of the time. And um, actually, uh, how can he not be inspirational? Um, you know, he's he, he has given me so many great mixtapes, even for music inspiration over the years. And then just like that was like way before, you know, Scroobius Pip as we know him. And we always used to get up to just such good, funny projects and stuff like that. The, all the graffiti things we did around and, you know, the big campaigns on billboards. What? and um, What's that? What? We, graffiti? We, um, oh, we, I used to go and help him uh, spray up stencils and shit like that in, in like, South Shore. Well, that's illegal. And, um, what else? And, and yeah, the, the billboard campaign about freedom of speech. And, you know, I just think he's just such a... a po- it's his positivity. Like, when I was talking to him about wild swimming the other day, I was like, what do you... Do you um do you have one of those dry robes when you get out of the thing? And he was like, nah, just the towel down and off I go, mate. And he was talking about why night swimming actually might be better because the water's a little bit warmer and stuff like that. And... His attitude towards it was just so like him, just to always turn it into a positive. Like, that's that's why it's better. And, you know, in and out, easy peasy, no fuss. And I just think... Can I just interject just got, on that bit? Go on. Um, the dry robe thing, mm. right? That That's not him just... Like, A, he's probably too tight to buy a dry robe, right? Yeah. So he's just probably, you know, just using a, a tea towel or something like that. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. more he's than anybody, needs a dry robe. Uh, yeah, he does. It's so literally hairy. like a, a wet dog getting out of the sea. Um, <laughs> but the dry robes that I've got, the one that you've seen when we've got swimming wear, you, you, it's like a big hoodie. Pop it you, over. And you yeah, pull yeah, it over. Yeah, yeah. He watched me get stuck in it last time we went swimming. <laughs> That's why he will not be going there. He saw how embarrassing that is as yeah. I couldn't get it over my head. And literally, he had to kind of like, Help me like you would like a child, like oh, trying to brilliant. get like yeah. So that's exactly why he hasn't got a dry robe. A, <laughs> they probably cost about fifty quid, and B, he saw the fucking absolute fucking mess I got in when <laughs> I was trying to get out of mine last time me and him went swimming. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's put put him off for life. But yeah, he's super positive dude. Um, hard working. His work ethic is second to none. He's very conscientious about everyone around him. Um. And I just think that's just lovely to to have a friend like that. Um, I think Distraction Pieces, the record was just, you know, I think that was, for me, was my favourite one of his records. What about I the podcast? Was, ah, that's all right. Right. That's all right. I mean, I don't really listen to podcasts. It just seems like a lot of people just talking. Yeah, overrated, really. mate. Overrated. It is overrated. And, and so, um, yeah, so... 
I, I just thought that record was amazing. I thought it was very inspirational. He's he's writing on that, and it it reminded me a lot of well, sort of like Paz and Sage Francis and Saul Williams, the sort of stuff that easily any of those guys could have made my top five for inspirational people. But it isn't. It's 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 David Meads. Mm. He's my number two, so I'm going backwards weirdly. Oh mate, like a- absolutely, like <clears throat> you're right. He's so positive, and it's if you've got anything on your mind, and with Pod Bible, like there's three of us in that, and and Adam and and I have very different kind of approaches. You know, uh, Adam's very methodical, uh, mm. and and I'm a little bit more, a little bit more wee, a little bit more wall, <clears throat> and it's lovely having Pip in the middle, who's just very much like well hang on let's have a look at this and like and it's he's just yeah and I, and I just think that's not just in that situation I just think he's he's always kind of got a good a good well thought out answer for everything mm. and uh and don't get me wrong half the time if that's at your um uh, uh, uh you know on, on the back of you saying something stupid he'll bank that and he'll drop that at the right time that could be three years down the line he'll have mm. it in his back pocket but yeah. it, it but it is you know just to, to, to see what he's done in music and see what he's done in podcasting and 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 everything else aside just like it's good fun to be around isn't yeah, he? and i know oh, we, right we mug off. him off and not being oh, yeah, fun yeah, yeah but you know when we're all out well the drunk cast a testament to that we, yeah, we have fucking great fun. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely, he is a lot of fun. I, I just like to call him a boring old cunt. Yeah, but he's not. He's not that at all. Hairy yeah. though. Hairy old cunt. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, sure. I mean, I'm really struggling now. This will be your number two then, won't it? Yeah. All right. Uh, Tony Wilson. Oh, yeah. Um, Good shout. 24-hour party, people. Is that t- Tony Wilson? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, I yeah. love how fucking panicky you got then as you said that. Well, because I can't fucking... Just because I don't find facts worth remembering, <laughs> um, you guys all seem to punish me for that. Well, I've you know? not mentioned it yet, but um, you, uh, the, the Patreons um, picked up on it. On the comedy one... And they were like, why did Chris keep calling Nathan Barley, Nathan Bartley? Oh, uh, yeah. I want to say Bartlett all the time. I don't know yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just, it, again, it's just, you know. Yeah. It's just something in my head. Yeah. And I can't. Yeah, yeah. Don't go changing, though, because it brings joy. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just think people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, it's so, it's that, just that, Nathan that, Bartley. That, that, I don't know what is wrong with me. They're meeting you in the middle with guesswork, mate. We're we, 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 we all right. We'll get through it. Uh, Tony Wilson, man. Like, I just think um, 
again, just absolutely inspirational. As, as you well know, there's a, a there's a picture of him next to where I'm sitting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died in 2007, uh, and I was absolutely blessed to have met him in the most bizarre of places, uh, and and he confirmed just what a fucking dude he was. So for those that are not overly aware of Tony Wilson, Tony Wilson um, basically was a a, a, a a television presenter for, I think it was, was it Granada in Manchester? Um, and <clears throat> basically bought, uh, or set up a little uh, club night, and, uh, and then that went on to become... Um, well, he then set up the label Factory Records. Um, he signed Joy Division. He signed the Happy Mondays, Jurity uh, Column, Certain Ray Show. Um, God, I'm probably missing huge bands off of here. Yeah, you are. Um, Rush. Uh, he did um, not sign Rush. Squeeze. He didn't Gene. sign uh, none of them. Um, uh, hold on, hold but, on. And then Big uh, floppy donkey dicks. <coughs> yeah, he did sign them. Um, uh, so yeah, not only did he have the coolest label with the coolest bands. Uh, he then opened the Hacienda, which I think is probably the most important club in the history of the UK. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure from sort of 87 to 89, 90, there was no no place in the world you'd rather go clubbing than there. And I was never lucky enough to go there. I was too young. Uh, but, oh, my God, what I would give to to hear Voodoo Ray... Mm, in yeah. the Hacienda, fucking really hell, yeah, a- absolutely, and yeah, I just, I just loved his his outlook on things. You know, it was uh, never contracts with the bands; it was all kind of word of mouth. Um, and yeah, obviously, he, he was just so about Manchester and so about the community of Manchester, and I think that's just wonderful. And yeah, a, a, an absolute maverick. Obviously, post uh, Joy Division, New Order. You know, he he was working with Peter Saville to do the, these incredible um, record sleeves and, you know, the iconic Blue Monday record sleeve that famously cost something like 10p more to produce than it, than what the record could ever make. So it was the large, biggest selling 12-inch record of all time and they lost money on it. Uh, <laughs> and that's called suffering for the art, you know, and I love that. Um, yeah, just absolute maverick genius. Um, you know, j- j- just seeing that the... the, the you know, I mean, fuck me. Who would take a chance on Sean Ryder and and, and Bez and and that gang? You know, imagine how. I mean, it's well documented in Twenty Four Hour Party people the carnage that that would have you know <laughs> cost to have been involved with that band. But when you strip away all of the kind of madness and that, you've got fucking insanely amazing music. Then that early mm-hmm. Monday stuff was incredible, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and and I just love the fact that Tony Wilson knew, could see that and was just like, nah. Like, you know, and, and fanned the flames of all the kind of madness that followed with the Mondays because it, you know, it all created the hype. And, and I just, yeah, I just think he's wonderful. And I, I was in France with my band in maybe 97, um, maybe 98, and at this music conference thing, and, and I bumped into him. And... And I just couldn't believe it. And I said to him, he said, why are you here? I said, oh, uh, and it was a big kind of like this huge thing, like a kind of big event in this, there was lots of all the labels were there. They're all on yachts, but we was in this conference center and he was there for his thing called In the City, which was something he used to do in Manchester, like the um, Brighton, um, 
what's the one you went to in Brighton? What's that one called? Great Escape. Great Escape. So that was one of the first ones to do that up in in Manchester, and uh, and he was there with that, you know, championing new bands. And he went, so why are you here? And I said, literally, we've just like me and me singers just managed to get some cheap flights, and we've just got a bag of demos of our band. And he went, oh, it's amazing. He said, do you know anyone here? I was like, nah. Like we're just like a couple of scrope kids, and he went. No way. And he went right. Come with me, and he just took us and introduced us to loads of people. And he didn't know he hadn't heard <laughs> our, he hadn't heard our music. He didn't know us from Adam, but he was like he just liked the fact that we took a chance and was out there trying to kind of make it happen. And now when you think, fucking hell, what more do you want when you meet your hero than him to just go right? Come on, let's go and make this happen. And like, uh, yeah, amazing. Tony Wilson, great shout, mate. You're a bit. You do remind me. You're Tony Wilson esque. I, would, I do I, believe. I, I ain't got a record label. I didn't sign the Mondays. And, uh, but fundamentally, you're a cunt. Exactly, mate. Would love to have ended the episode on that, but I'm going to do my third one now. Russell Brand. Ooh, I think Russell's uh, inspirational because, um, I've said this before, he... he he has a lot of humanity and he doesn't mind showing his weak vulnerabilities and actually apologising when he goes wrong. And just, I've, I've started tuning back into Russell on podcast, not podcast, well, on YouTube, <laughs> basically. <laughs> where he does... <laughs> and he, he is just really shaping up to be just a, such a wealth of, a multitude of learnings about humanity and when I listen to him talk about any subject he went not that long ago and spoke to someone who's hardcore conservative called Ben Shapiro who actually is is, is a very intelligent chap as well a Jewish chap in America conservative and um, who has strong views on certain subjects you know some of these views I don't agree with and lots of others of his reasoning Absolutely, you can understand understand his position, and I agree with it. And he, him, and Russell, it's very rare that someone who's quite left, like Russell, and someone who's quite right, can hold an intellectual debate, and the pair of them execute it perfectly. And how they position themselves, you know, before you know the conversation, you know, the things that they're going to talk about, was just absolutely wonderful. And and to to be a person who can do that, and and whenever you look at you know I've watched him talk about like COVID and 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 a multitude of other scenarios, Afghanistan. He's so well rounded. He feels like he's becoming more and more well rounded all the time in his his outlooks and his ability to see it from different perspectives and not be. Um, accusatory about everyone a lot of the time and also sometimes still be able to introduce um, humour all the time throughout it I just can't help but I always find myself agreeing to a, you know a great deal of what he's saying eat more and more every every year um, I feel that he's you know he's developing and I learn things from him and you know it's really nice to hear someone say stuff and, and, and share opinions that you have on these bigger these bigger issues. So yeah, I just can't help but think, you know, he's an inspirational lad. He came from our ends. He's a fucking drug addict. Um, you know, probably one of those scumbags I would see walking around the town. Fucking he, he got to, you know, Hollywood he wouldn't wasn't a Hollywood A lister, but he was he was well known around the world, you know, and oh, married mate, he, Katie he Perry. Was. It was close to it. I mean, he's not like an AA. He's not like a Tom Cruise who incidentally had a curry in um, 
Hertfordshire the other day. Um, someone nicked his BMW. <laughs> oh, did they really? <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, to, for him to have got that far and to be and 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 to actually be the person he is now, like someone who hasn't been sucked up in the vacuous nature of narcissistic Hollywood, and he could have gone that way and made a lot of money. He didn't. He went the other way, and. Um, I love him for that. So yeah, Russell Brand, the legend. Absolutely, like, um, and you know, g- grew up literally d- end of my road, and and you would, you know, I would see him about when he was young, and he was a kind of handsome, more, more sort of pretty. Uh, obviously, short hair, not 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 how he looks now, and. And you see him about, and you know, I think he was quite a sort of creative, like drama school kid. I believe he liked uh, a bit of the drama, uh, mm. and um, you know, at grey school, and writes in his book about former guest uh, Dennis uh, Thompson. Like as you know, they, he talks about Dennis, they they were they were good pals growing up, and 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 seeing the fact that, and I like the fact that, however educated he is, and the words that he chooses, and he's very. Very wordy, isn't he, Russell? And mm. his language is brilliant, but he talks like us, mm-hmm. and I like that. I like yeah. that that you know he doesn't. His voice isn't affected. You know he's yeah. You know his terminology is beautiful, and the way that he yeah. phrases things is lovely. But he's he's not trying to be something he isn't, and I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, I, I think he's fucking incredible, Russell Brand. Yeah. Um, aside from anything else, one of the greatest fucking stand-ups you will ever see. It's, he's my favourite stand-up by a mile. Uh, yeah. And it's a lovely segue into my number one. Um, and Who's my, that? Uh, it's Darren Garwood. And, uh, oh, amazing. And so um, Darren Garwood is, um, is, a, is a friend of mine and he's um, he's an author. He he's he's wrote the Jackson superhero um, series of children's books, uh, and Darren is someone that uh, I've known. He's been on the podcast. Um, I believe he's been on some of our friends' podcasts mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and he's just he's had to you know he's become inspirational through you know uh, uh, you know having to endure something that no one else should ever have to endure, and that was when his son Jackson was born. He was born with a, a very, very, very rare um, condition called Krabby's disease. And uh, and it's going to limit young Jackson's life. And, and it's, you know, uh, I, I think, and I, and I mean this with a great respect, when it was first diagnosed, I don't think they were expecting Jackson to live as long as he has. And, yeah. You know, and he's... He's he, he 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 seems very happy at the moment and 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 doing as best as 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 Jackson can be living with what he's got to live with um and and, and I say as a parent but I don't even think you need to be a parent to understand like what what that must be like to know that the time that you've got with your child is going to be limited and I think you should never have to consider that you should be wanting a watch your kids grow up you know I'm, I'm looking out my window and it's my my daughter's 16th birthday i can see my my other daughter's car where she's just passed her driving test and and i look at that and these are key moments that mm. i think if you you know you you never ever think that they're going to be possible for your child that you know you're not going to be able to do these certain things i, I don't know how 
how in a million years you can deal with that how you can process that and i'm not just darren i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna uh, mention mm. uh, uh, becca as well his wife mm. and uh and they're, they're blessed with two other children as well um that that uh, you know that, that that haven't got Krabby's disease um and it's ju- the, the thing that inspires me more is, is the fact that Darren's found himself in such a, a, an awful situation but has just tried to find a positive in in that negative and mm. what he's done if you don't know is um basically Jackson's got very very sort of limited movement um and basically you know i i guess the most movement that they're trying to get at jackson now is a smile um and i think again like just on a day-to-day how how people would deal with that i just i just don't i can't i can't comprehend it um but darren wondered when jackson sleeps can he do all the things that he can't physically do when he dreams mm-hmm. and so he put this book together called Jackson superhero where when Jackson goes to sleep uh, he comes you know he, he really comes alive and 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 can fly and and can go and do all the things that you know maybe he couldn't do you know um of a day and it's like it's a beautiful sort of alter ego for Jackson and it's it's become a, a you know, I, I think a really lovely, positive thing for 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 Dale to do to kind of maybe help, and I don't mean distract in any way. I've got to be really careful how I sort of frame mm, this, yeah. but like, but but just giving him a focus and and trying to do something positive and yeah uh, and um, um yeah and 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 part of that you know thing of what he's done with Jackson superhero. I mean, I've literally. Uh, can play you something really, really nice that uh, Darren sent me because he's just put out another um, audio book at the moment, and uh, our, our mutual friend Gail Porter has just uh, said some really lovely things about it. Um, but it was Jackson's birthday uh, last week, and uh, and he. to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear jackson uh-huh. happy birthday to you kittens are being born today my kittens are being born today love to you darren and her family russell, uh, russell brand look at that right out. Uh, out of the blue you know every year you know what what a fucking good man and like and Russell put on a, a concert at a big hall in Grays uh, to raise money for uh, for, for, for Jackson. Um, didn't need to do that. He was at probably his most famous he'd ever been at this point as well. This was right in the middle of it all. You know, he's big, you know, superstardom. And he come to his hometown and he'd done a gig. Didn't make a penny out of it. Didn't tell anyone in the press what he was doing and just gave a huge lump sum of money to to that family to ensure that Darren, you know, didn't have to get a, a full-time job and could spend what time he had with Jackson, with Jackson. And, Incredible. yeah, so Darren Garwood and, and yeah, and, and there you go. That's, that's th- th- those people that 
ever give uh, Russell Brand a bit of shit and just go, oh, fucking loony lefty, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's one of your own, and that's the sort of stuff Russell Brand does. And, yeah, I'm, I know a lot of people that have issues with Russell Brand, and I will always go, let me tell you what he done. I wonder, I wonder how many of those people ever reflect on themselves and grow. Yeah. You know, can you can you reflect on your position and what you think of him now? Nah. Okay, well, that's a definition of stupidity. So. Yeah. Yeah. More for you, mate. Yeah. What's your number one? Good shout. Uh, well, my number one we've already done, so I'm, this is actually my number four, because right. I did mine in reverse order, is, is Kay Tempest. Yes. So, um, I have seen, uh, well, Kay previously Kate Tempest um she weirdly I found a video from the Saturn Lizard Lounge which we put together um and off the back of that that's when I offered to record it and produce it as a, an album well give a give and, this a bit of context Chris. right so, so so Kate Tempest now Kay um is a spoken word was a spoken word still is uh, under Kay um she um they came out as non-binary and um we'd seen Kay perform loads and every time I saw her perform I was blown away out of all the spoken word crew when we were in that like in that sort of like world for years Kay was at the top in my opinion she was the most passionate performer and so in love with Shakespeare and words and her ability to deliver a performance was like second to none uh, that is just it was just so inspirational uh, for me i it just blew me away every time. I couldn't find. I, I, I fancied fancy Kay. Like I, I, I couldn't help but just be drawn to who they are. And Kay's come out as as non-binary, and and I, that that kind of makes so much sense, really. I think, and and that takes a lot of bravery and courage because of sort of like different people's opinions on. On that whole world, by which I'm obviously no, 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 by no means an expert or informed to really talk about it. But I, there were so many different spoken word artists or, or performers to to pick. Like as I said, I nearly went with Sage Francis or Saul Williams, and indeed Pips, you know, falls in that bracket too. But I had to give a shout out to Kay. I just think that's why she was my number four. Um, every time I saw her, it just made me think, fucking, that's what you can do. Uh, when you really throw yourself into something and have a real passion for something, that's the sort of results that you can have. And that's inspirational. Absolutely. She was the best. Is the best. I just probably don't listen. I just don't listen to new music now, so I don't uh, know what well, she's actually check, up to. You should check out the Streatham version of People's Faces because I think it's probably been my favourite. I, I would say my favourite track of the last two years. Really? Uh, it blows my mind. And there's a, a performance of, of Kay doing it at... Um, Glastonbury from yeah. uh, a couple of years ago and it's just obviously as passionate as as anything Kay does and yeah it's it's wonderful it's just that's the song put that on your headphones and walk through London and and listen to that I used to just when I worked doing that marketing bit for a couple of days a week in in town when I walk through I'll get on the train on the tube mm. I just have it on loop and it just soundtracks it beautifully it's such a wonderful record um yeah yeah Kay's incredible, man. Absolutely Cheers. incredible. Like, um, yeah, oh, that's a great shout, mate. One of my favourite artists. So there we have it. There we have it. Little podcast for y'all. Who are your favourite uh, people of inspiration? Hit us up on Instagram. Tell us. And and look, we're all we're all grown ups here. 
you know, if you want to say me, that's fine. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.